Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I'm your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about chores and uh, creating a chore schedule with children. And to do that, I have got Greg Merset. Hello, Greg. Hi. Good to be with you today. It's so nice to have you. Um, I Greg approached me with his uh, idea called Busy Kid, which I was immediately intrigued by. Uh, and I, I just, I wanted to talk to you more about it because I, I think it's so great. So can you start by telling me what, what is Busy Kid? Yeah. So, you know, I like to describe Busy Kid kind of this way, um, which is it's your kid's first job with direct deposit. Okay. Mm. Um, and you think about it, you know, kids can't get jobs until they're like, you know, 16, really, uh, right. real jobs. And, and so you got to get them to learn two really primary things, I think. Uh, number one is work ethic. I think a lot of kids are struggling with that particular um, thing today. Uh, so work ethic. <laughs> and then, uh, and there's a lot of reasons why that I think the people are struggling with that work ethic. And frankly, it's even getting harder and harder to teach your kids work ethic because, you know, we're not raised on a farm anymore. And, and there's not, you know, big yards to take care of and do all the stuff that maybe they used to do a while back. Um, so it's becoming a big challenge. And so teaching work ethic is a really big deal. And then the second big deal is how do you teach your kids to make good decisions with money? Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's becoming even more challenging as well because their money is invisible to kids anymore. Because right. um, us, us as parents and we don't really like have a big wad of cash in our pockets or purses anymore. We, we just have a card, you know, like I literally, don't even have a wallet anymore. I have a phone case that I put three or four cards in and that's oh, wow. it. Right. <laughs> you know? Like it's total, it's so totally liberating. I love it. It's like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. I haven't lost my wallet in like a year. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Because you can, you know, you're never going to lose your phone. It's just glued to you. Right. <laughs> so, um, so it's a wonderful thing, but, but it's an invisible money kind of world. And so 
trying to get those two things into your kids is very hard work ethic and how to make good money decisions. And so that's why busy kid came to be. And that's literally why it's your kid's first job with direct deposit. You as a parent, you give your kids some chores to do. They do the chores, they earn some money. And then literally on Thursday, you're going to get a text message from busy kid that says, Hey, Johnny earned $20 this week. Do you want to pay him? Yes or no. And all you do is reply to the text. Yes. And that pulls the money from your account into the busy kid system and allocates that money into saving, sharing and spending, which is finance 101. Right. So we kind of like automated all of that. And then I just describe it as direct deposit because that's truly what it is. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I, I love the idea that the kids can see that happen. Um, through the app, you know, like they can see that money is coming in and where it's going. And then there's kind of a safe spot for them to, to almost play with that money. Right. Yeah, I mean, it truly, I like the way that you said they get to see it because it truly makes what is invisible visible. Right. <laughs> and that's so way. important. Yeah. And, and really money is numbers on a screen now. It seems so weird because it used to be jingling and jangling around in your pocket or your purse. And now it's not like, right. it's just a number decimal point, you know, with some numbers in your pocket as well. It's just on a device. <laughs> so right. It's really weird, but that is truly where we're at right now. And as such, we believe you have to teach this in a different way. Like, the old piggy bank uh, or envelopes or whatever on your on your dresser drawer, like that ship has sailed. Like a shoebox. I had a shoebox. <laughs> a shoebox, you know, baby food jars, whatever. <laughs> like all of that stuff is just so antiquated, and it doesn't truly get them to the point that they need to be in the world we live in. Right. That's a really good point. So for setting kids up for what, which chores they're going to do. Um, my understanding is that you, you start or you encourage families to start with a meeting with everyone there um, to sit down and, and come up with who is going to do what and things like that. Yeah. So you know what I call this is like, <laughs> I call this the new sheriff in town kind of meeting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So if you ask my kids, they do not like the new sheriff, but you know, <laughs> whatever they, they have to right. deal with. Um, but you have the new sheriff in town and you sit down and you say, all right, everybody, um, we're, we're going to do things a little differently now. And we're going to split up uh, all this work because, you know, mom, dad, we're, we're tired of doing it all. And, and you guys need to be pulling your fair share. Um, and, and, you know, it's actually not that difficult. Like, cause there's certain kids that, um, they just gravitate to things. Like I have a boy who's, he's 16 now, but like when he was 14, the, the, the thing that he liked to do is literally clean out the shed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Liked the shed because that's where the four wheeler was, you know what I mean? And so to, to give him the let's clean out and organize the shed job just aligned perfectly with him. So, so why not like kind of do that? Like don't yeah. torture him if you don't have to. 
um, align that. And, you know, I've got another uh, daughter who's really good at um, trimming bushes. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but like give her one of those bush trimmers and she could sculpt it like, you know, it's just beautiful at the end. So, <laughs> so why not align those things? And as you do such, they, they, they not only will learn, you know, work ethic in, in an even more meaningful way, but they'll actually enjoy it a little bit and they'll earn some money. Right. Is it, yes. Which is the point. Cause you got to get some money to make some decisions. Um, I'm not a big, just hand over money for no reason kind of guy, because if you ask me, um, I'm still looking, but I don't think there's very many jobs that you can sit around and do nothing and get money. Right. <laughs> In the real world, that's not really how it works. <laughs> right. So why perpetuate that by doing it? I don't get it. Yeah, I completely agree. And I love what you said about um, kind of matching a child's talent to their chore. Um, you know, as a nanny, we spend a lot of time during the day with kids and nannies are often given tasks. And one of the things that I did with my, with some past families is said, you know, I would love to have your children help me with these tasks so that I'm teaching them how to do them. Um, and so we started with laundry because I was in charge of all of the kids laundry in that house. And I gave them each one thing a week that I would teach them. And once they'd mastered it, we moved on. So we started with socks, you know, find all the pairs of socks and oh match my, them up. That's the worst one ever. I know, but it started it's, with the worst one. That's a good idea. <laughs> right. And, and they had fun like going through the pile because I was in charge of everything else. So they had fun going through the pile and being like, this is a shirt. This is for you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad somebody has fun going through that sock pile because I don't. I get mad and I think, let's just throw all these away and start over. <laughs> I I feel you. Uh, um, so yeah, it was it was a pleasure to hand that over, and they really had fun. Um, you know, learning how different size socks fold differently, and so if if you meet those teaching moments, kind of with an open heart, I think they're they're really, they can be lovely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think you're right. Um, so yeah, there's also um, the, the idea of age appropriate chores. So in your plan, in the busy kid plan, if a child is given a chore uh, that is not age appropriate, you know, mistakes are made, do you have uh, do you meet again and reassess? Are, are there things like that built in? Yeah. So the good, good question. And uh, let me let me start at this. In our system, we actually um, essentially pitch chores um, hmm. to parents based on a kid's age. Wonderful. So, um, it's kind of nice, and but you know every kid's just a little bit different, and right. so so we do our best to pitch jobs that are age appropriate, but sometimes. A kid's either, you know, a little bit developmentally delayed or maybe a little bit ahead of the game. And so if that's the case, we make it very easy to be able to adjust those. Um, they can, parents can just literally put in their, you know, custom chores is what we call them. Um, they, can, they can do whatever they want there. Um, they can also adjust the uh, amount of money associated with that chore. 
um, because I'm a total cheapskate. So, you know, if, if uh, you know, wash the car is a $10 job at your house, but at my house it's six, you know, okay, fine. Right. Um, we can, we can change that up as well. And that kind of stuff makes it nice because you can, you can really kind of tailor make it to, to your family and the needs of your, your kids and family. Right. So that's, yeah, that's beautiful. That's the kind of thing that makes a lot of sense. But you know, one of the other points when it comes to this, like, uh, age appropriate stuff, I, I believe the best way to kind of do this is start with age appropriate stuff, but move quick to, to kind of graduate them to something else. Like you were saying, you know, get them on master one thing and move on quick because what we want to do is create a self-sufficient, you know, responsible kid. And to do that, you, you know, you don't just, you know, have them clean the toilet for four years. Like let's get on, you know what I mean? (laughs) Let's get on with it and get them even more responsible. Um, I love like when my kids turned 16, that was where I transitioned them to you go. I mean, now you can drive, you go and fill the car up with gas. I'm never doing that again in my life. You know, you're doing it. You're the one driving. I'm not doing it. Even worse, you're the one that goes and takes the car to get the emissions test done because I hate doing that. Right. (laughs) And, and, and I'm thinking they need to do that. And boy, Specifically, my daughters were like, we don't want to do that. I don't want to go and take it through that line and wait and talk to those guys and whatever. That is such a good experience for them because Mm -hmm. after they'll come home, they'll bring me the, you know, hey, it passed paper. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, I'm like, so how was it? And it's like, oh, you know, it wasn't actually that big a deal anyways. I'm like, exactly. Yes. And so, I have found that I need to do that in my adult life. You know, I, I didn't have, we do, in Tennessee, we don't have emissions testing. So when I got to Chicago, I had to do that for the first time. And it was scary. But once you're done, it's so not scary. Exactly. Those scary guys at the emissions place are actually pretty nice, you know? They are, so, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like, but we have to kind of push our kids in that direction because that's going to get them to where we want them to be, which is responsible and accountable and not afraid to do stuff and try new experiences and get on with it. So it's a, it's a great opportunity, I think, to just help them grow up by using, you know, basic stuff like chores and tasks to complete. That's great. So what is a, a fair amount of time to get any specific chore done? Is that built into the app as well? Um, you know what? We don't really address time because, okay. um, you know, that's another thing. Let's let's be real. Time management is kind of a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to give a kid. And that's why the, our you know our chores are set up on a daily basis. So if I've got eight things I have to get done, this is a great teaching moment for a parent or, you know, a nanny or whoever is interfacing with the kid, this is a great teaching moment to say, all right, you got eight things to do today. Are you going to like drag it out the whole day? Or do you want to like just knock it out in an hour? Because I'm thinking you could do these eight things in an hour. Like what a great moment to like talk about that. And then when they do like just dork around and drag it out all day, that is a great moment to teach them as well. Like say, 
wasn't that such torture? Like, why don't you just knock it out tomorrow? And then right. you're done and you can move on to like more fun stuff or do other things that you, you know, care about. And that's, that's a great teaching great. moment. Mm -hmm. That is, that's really a wonderful teaching method. I attended a Montessori middle school and we got assignments. We worked our way up from getting, you know, these are the things you need to get done today um, in school to six weeks worth of work. And that has served me so incredibly well. I can't even tell you of oh. getting like you have six weeks to get this entire packet of work done and time management. I'm, I'm much better at it after that. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, time management is one of those things that you, I mean, you truly have to do it just to get good at it. Right. You <laughs> or, or you have it. to really screw it up to get good at it. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. We've, we've all had those like, Oh my goodness, I have to cram for this uh, project to get done or, cram for this test or and like that is so not fun no so, it's not <laughs> so you might as well teach them little uh you know how they can avoid that nightmare down the road exactly yes i love that <laughs> hello quick break in the action i am so excited to introduce a new segment of chronicles of nania a new segment called village moments Chronicles of Nania has partnered with Via the Village, which we have an episode about, so you should go check that out. Um, but Via the Village, in case you haven't listened to that episode yet, is an amazing website and community that helps nannies find their next nanny families and vice versa. And it's also a great way to find specifically nanny shares and uh, coverage for like if you get sick or nannies, you can find playdates on there. Or families, you can find playdates on there. So it's all about creating a village. And if you haven't checked them out yet, I really highly suggest that you do. They're uh, building communities in lots of different cities. But especially if you're in you know, a bigger city, Chicago, New York, I believe they have one in Austin, um, go check it out. So you can check them out at www.viathevillage.com or search Via the Village on Facebook and you'll get all the information you need. But in this segment, your village moment, we will give a shout out to a nanny or nanny family that is going above and beyond or shows a moment of extra kindness. So basically any time a nanny or nanny family is being part of your village, please write in and let us know because I will read them on the air. I want to create more of a sense of community and this is a really fun way to for nannies to say thank you um, in a big way for other nannies or their nanny families, anything that is helping you create a village. So our first one, we have the founder of Via the Village, Emily Luange, and she said, I have witnessed Kim Benakovich going above and beyond for her family employer. She will be leaving her position and has taken it upon herself to find a replacement for herself, which is hard to do because Kim is really the best. Um, that was me saying that. Emily did not say that, but I can attest to it. Kim is awesome. So she said, I know I would be so grateful if I was the family. 
We want nannies to know that they can use viathevillage.com to search for other nannies for playdates, backup, or replacement for themselves. It might be something a nanny wants to do as a favor, or they can work it into their contract that upon their departure from their position, they will offer their search or placement assist uh, for a certain amount of money. So uh, Emily says, I think it's such a great way to leave a position on great terms. And I completely agree. I think that if you presented that to a nanny family as a going away gift or had it in your contract that you are willing to provide that service for a certain amount of money, that that's a great way to really leave um, on such a, a positive note, which is hard to do because it's such a painful time for everyone when you have to leave a nanny family, um, but it is part of our jobs. So if you have a uh, something that you want to share, please email it in to chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com, or you can go on Via the Village and write it on there and I will find it, um, or on the Via the Village on Facebook. I would love to have more short stories to share with everyone. All right, back to the show. Um, so this podcast is geared towards nannies, though I, I do know we have some families that listen too. Um, but if a, if a nanny wanted to bring this up to parents or potentially a nanny wanted to use this app, um, do you have some suggestions for, for how a nanny could almost pitch this to a nanny family? Yeah, I think, you know, I've never really thought about it like that, but I think that's a great idea. I think this is the best way to pitch that to um, a parent is, hey, you want me to essentially kind of manage your house, right? M manage your household. This is a great tool to provide structure. I think, it's, I think that structure really resonates with kids. Kids mm -hmm. do good with structure, most of them, um, right. and clear expectations and all of that. And I think if you can promote that as, I want to bring structure into your household, but I also want to teach them something they are not going to learn at school more than likely, which is, right. how do you deal with money? And typically, when, when you have a nanny, um, the family, you know, has some money, right? Mm -hmm. At least right. enough to hire a nanny. So like those kids are probably getting kind of a skewed perspective on how money works, right? Right. Uh, the money just seems to be no big deal and things just kind of show up for them. And that's truly not how most of us function in the world. That's not the real world. Um, and so teaching a kid that stuff is super important. So I would pitch it like that. If I'm the nanny, I'm saying, I want to bring structure to your house, household. And I want to also teach your kids that, you know, the financial success that you have as a family is based on work and getting stuff done. And right. then, and then I'm going to, I'm going to help teach them that it doesn't grow on trees. It, this happens because stuff happens, uh, work happens. And then making good decisions with that money is super important. And this is why, you know, mom and dad can afford me to be your nanny is because they make good decisions about their money. Etc. Right. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and then could so for a family with the app, can everyone share it on their phone or is there one phone that has it and everyone just kind of communicates offline in the in the real space? <laughs> yeah. Um 
I would, you know, most fam, you can do it both ways, but you know, most kids, if, if they're of a certain age, have a device of their own, they might have an iPad, they might have a, a, a phone. And I think it's, it's a good thing to let them empower them to have that kind of portal right into their own, you know, hands because they, they need to be responsible. Once again, like wake up and think, all right, what, what am I supposed to be doing today? And, and I want to, I want to go through it and knock it out. Um, if the family just has like a one main computer for everybody, fine, do it that way. Our system's set up to where you can truly go in and just click on, you know, your picture and put in your four digit pin as a kid. So everybody has their own pin and their own access. So it makes it nice to where, you know, it, it can be one one login, but everybody has their own pin to go into their own little world. And we've set it up that way specifically. So it's like a family tool. That's great. I love that idea. Um, and so they, think yeah. It's pretty cool to put in their own pin and act like they're a big shot. <laughs> right, so right, I right. think that's great too. That is, that's wonderful. And then um, they can use that, you know, they can use that whole idea of, yeah, I put in a four digit pin to enter it into the website or the app. And I do the same thing on my, you know, on my Visa spend card, just like mom right. or dad does at the store. Like this is, this is, it seems so basic to us as adults because that's all we ever do is put in pins all day long. <laughs> but it's a big deal for a kid. Like they're like, oh wow, I gotta, you know, boop, 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 boop. And I gotta put in my own pin and buy something at the store. Like that is a big deal. It really is. Yeah. I mean, kids love playing store and things like that. So I think teaching them even the more uh, minutia of it is is a really good idea. Yeah. And it reinforces, you know, like, hey, I'm like responsible. I can like do my own thing and buy my own stuff. And like, it's a big deal. They really start to understand that they're, they're growing up and they're, you know, being more responsible. And the funny thing about it is, they go and buy their own stuff a few times and they, and they, and they know what it took to make that purchase. Like, Holy smokes. I had to go clean up after the dog and bring the trash out and, and, you know, clean out the minivan or whatever the case may be. Like they're not going to just waste their money on something that's going to break in two days. Yeah. Dollar (laughs) store purchases will go way down. (laughs) (laughs) They'll really think twice before they spend their money because they know where it came from. Like, and that's the light bulb moment. Right. So once they have the money, um, you mentioned there's three categories um, that you help them siphon that money into. Remind me of what those are. Yeah. So this is literally finance 101. Okay. It's saving, sharing, and spending. And if you think about it, that's literally what we all do as adults. We go to work, we earn some money, we put some in like a 401k or an IRA or something like that and save for the future. Then we share some of it with like charity or church or whatever we care about. And then we spend the rest. Yeah. That's the exact financial kind of fundamentals that we're teaching a kid, but we're truly automating that. So that allocation or that splitting up of the money is already set when they come in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a parent can always change that if they want, but we do that as well. We say, hey, put 
40% in save, put 10% in share, and 50% in spend. Like, and that's a great way to teach them. You don't just earn money and blow it all. Right. Um, you know, that is the American way, but we're trying to change that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're like $22 trillion in debt, but you know, as a country, but we're trying to change this next generation to be smarter than we are. Right. Exactly. And, yep. and, that's, and that's how you kind of change that thought process, which is, oh, you mean when I earn some money, it splits up into three areas and why, and what am I doing with that money? Like, that's such a big deal. That is. And when they can go into that save area and literally buy a fraction of a share of stock, like in Netflix or Amazon or I don't know, something that they're you know, aware of, like that's such a big deal. A kid <laughs> earning a little, you know, and earning the money to buy a little piece of stock in a company. Imagine their interest level goes way up. They start to understand like what the point of the whole stock market is and all of that stuff. Like it just totally opens their eyes. Yes. I've, I've got two boys that have, one has Ford stock and one has Disney stock. And you know what? They check it every day on their phone. They want to know what's going on. They know when the market's down. They know when the, their stocks earn money. They love to like say, hey, where's your stock? And, and, and I'm beating you. You know, mine's, <laughs> mine's, better, mine's doing better than yours. Like that's all great stuff to, to help teach them. That really is. And then I feel like if you get them doing that in their teens, then when they get into their 20s, they can, you know, really invest in, um, you know, compounding interest ventures that will help them down the line. Yeah. And imagine what they're going to do when they get their like first real job and they're like, oh, yeah, you have a 401k option that has some investments in it. They'll be like, oh, I get this. I've done this before. Like, and they're going to make such better decisions on where that money's, you know, invested and they're going to be able to watch it and understand it and make better decisions. And what do you think that's going to do 30 years, 40 years down the road when they go to retire? Like it changes the whole thing. It changes the whole story. It really does. Super important. And I love this idea too. I, I just read this book called Nudge, which is about, um, encouraging people to make healthier, better decisions with little nudges. So not being like, you have to do this, but incentivizing good decisions. Yeah. And it seems like this whole app is, is kind of based on that of, you know, you're not telling a kid you have to do these chores and you have to spend the money this way, but you're saying, I encourage you to do these chores. And if you do, then you earn this amount of money and, once you earn that amount of money, you know, we encourage you to spend it this way. But if you blow all of your, you know, earnings on dollar store gifts and they break, then, then you learn that lesson too. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I think that's a great point. Uh, I like that idea of nudging because that, that really is kind of what we're doing. We're, we want to empower the kid to actually make decisions on their own. Right. And and I think it's a wonderful thing when they buy a stock and it goes down and they lose some money. It's like, oh my goodness. Um, but wouldn't you rather them do that with a $20, you know, stock purchase as opposed to, you know, a uh, $20,000 stock purchase when they're 40 and they don't know what they're doing? Like, 
Like that's just so much better, right? And wouldn't you rather them go and slide their card at the store and buy that thing that they thought was just so amazing and then it breaks in two days and they get that heartburn of, Mm -hmm. you know, like the buyer's remorse thing? Wouldn't we rather them do that when they're 12? (laughs) Right, when When the consequences are... Yeah, when the consequences are this toy broke, not I don't have a place to live. Yeah, (laughs) and now I got to go live in my dad's basement again. It's like, oh my goodness, right? So this is this is exactly what we're talking about. I love that you brought that up. The the nudging. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from you, but yeah, um, do well. It's not even me. It's I can't remember the author's name, but it's a very good book. I would highly recommend it. (laughs) Yeah, that. But we have to truly empower them. To make their own decisions. If we if we're making every decisions for them and being you know one of these, I guess what they call now a lawnmower parent, where you mm-hmm. like truly mow the lawn right in front of your kid and never let them make any decisions. Um, I've also had it explained as the, um, the kind of like the smother mother. <laughs> right. Know, if we're, if we're doing that kind of stuff, they're never going to learn, and they've right. got to learn on their own. And that's a great way to do it is by nudging them or helping them empower them to make them those decisions on their own. I love that. That's so wonderful. Well, if people are listening and they want to find out more about busy kid, how can they go about doing that? Sure. So we're just, we're at busykid.com. That's probably the best way. (laughs) We're in in the Apple store. We're in the uh, Google Android store as well. And uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I just, you want your kid to be successful, right? I mean, that's right. the whole point of having kids. <laughs> you, want them, you want them to be successful. You want them to be, you know, productive citizens. You want them to be good and, and you know, and a, living a balanced approach to life. And, and I just think that this is, you know, these two things kind of circling back to where we began is if they can learn how to work and, and develop that work ethic um, and then and then use that to make some money and make good financial decisions, that is what's going to get them to arrive at that, you know, self-sufficient kind of successful place. I've worked with clients for over 20 years, mainly business owners that are successful people. And every single time they had those two things nailed, worked really hard, made good decisions with their money. It is a formula for success and 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 if we start early in life the the outcome is actually just goes exponentially uh, to where they can be successful like that agreed and because uh, we're trying to impart financial wisdom to children how much does a uh, busy kid cost <laughs> oh good question <laughs> so um, right now it's 1495 for the whole family for the whole year Oh, nice. So it's, it's really uh, affordable for any family. Yeah. And then um, each of the uh, kids, if they get their own busy kids spend card, a visa card, is five bucks a year for a, oh, a spend okay. card. So it really gives them that tool, right? Empowers them to start understanding that invisible money that we've been talking about. Right. I love it. Exactly. Um, I'm so excited about this. Um, Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about Busy Kid. Um, I really love the ideas that you're, you're putting out in the world. 
Well, it was fun. Thanks so much for having me on. We end each episode with a fun, cute story, and Greg has brought one. Well, it, it definitely has something to do with, with money, uh, because that's just kind of the world I live in. But um, when my oldest son turned 18, I asked him, hey, what do you want for your birthday? And, um, and I was so surprised and proud at the same time mm-hmm. um, of what his answer was. And his answer was, I just really want you to help sit down with me and help me open up an IRA account for myself. And I thought, oh my goodness, I've completely ruined this kid. I can't believe what kind of nerd asked for an IRA when he's 18. <laughs> but, but that's awesome. Right? I mean, that, that's just amazing. He'll be able to like pay for my retirement, I swear. <laughs> um, and that's the goal. But, you know, it just goes to show if you start kids on the right track early in life, um, and you don't have to be a perfect parent. You can be, you know, totally bumbling through this like the rest of us. But you, you can make a big difference in, in what they do and how they think. And, and I just think that was kind of fun that he thought, I want an IRA for my 18th birthday. I mean, what That's an amazing. Yeah, really well done. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Greg. I really appreciate you coming on. Hey, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.